This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative. Boy, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. Howard Jones at 10.07 here on your Friday morning. This is uh, the last day of the week, the last bonus hour you'll get. My friend Brian Kilmeade will be back on Monday. Brian's great, so I enjoyed uh, spending an extra hour with you guys all week. I hope you guys enjoyed it, too. You also got the extra hour of Curtis Sliwa, and we had some fun, but uh, this is Brian's show, so and Brian's great. So he'll be back on Monday, but um, we got one more great hour to go. We've had a phenomenal show already today, starting at uh, 6.45 this morning with Wall Street columnist Steve Cohen, who worked many years for the former governor and the former attorney general, Andrew Cuomo. Curtis Sliwa was here, Judge Andrew Napolitano, Bruce Blakeman, Nassau County executive, who's telling these trans people no more. Boys are not going to play with girls. I mean, it's so obvious, so common sense, so distorted that any person would defend this. But it took Bruce Blakeman to, like, sign an executive order to stop it. I told Bruce, my daughter played tennis. Somebody walks on the court with a wig and a set of balls, I'm going to punch his father right across the face. <laughs> Joe Tacopino was here. He was great. And moments ago, Hall of Fame great New York met Mike Piazza. Mike was, how great was Mike, Louie? Wasn't he terrific? I mean, honestly. Really good. You could see catchers are smart people. Yes. Too. That's the thing. So They're the leaders, really. Yes. I mean, Johnny Bench, all those great red teams, it was Bench. The, well, Yogi Berra was, uh, it was funny. And I don't know how smart Yogi was. No, he was he smart. Was smart no, he was, he was smart. Was handled yeah. five yeah. pitchers like that, a whole pitching staff. And then, and then what the Red Sox was like yeah. that, Pudge Rodriguez. That's why it's crazy to be a good hitter as a catcher. Campanella. Gary Carter was Gary like that. Carter. Yeah. Posada. Come on. Now, Georgie was nice. See, that's the one example I disagree with. Because mm-hmm. Jeter really was the man on that team. Right. He was the leader. He was the, he was the smart For guy. Sure. Yeah. That was the one, and Posada was a great player. Don't get me wrong, great. But these other guys, they were like they were the yeah. like the Mets. Yeah, they had Strawberry, they had Gooden, mm-hmm. they had Keith, yeah. the yeah. young Kevin Mitchell. But it was Carter. Yeah, you're right. Who kind of held it all together? He, Even Boston, Fred Lynn, Kalia Stremsky, but right. they had Fisk, you know, and Veritek, right. and, and the Reds, the Rose, Morgan, Grippy. Yeah. Uh, Foster, right. Perez, no, no, they had a Concepcion, but it was really insane Johnny lineup. Bench, but it was Bench. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Pride. My <laughs> next guy. Oh, yeah. these Phillies. <laughs> hey, the Phillies had uh, Baboon for a long time. Right. Long time. Well, what, what catcher did you mention on the Phillies, though? 
Who was the guy? The, 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 the building fell on the guy. I think his name was Bo Diaz or something on the Phillies. Uh, something happened to him. I don't know. No, uh, Le, uh, Lieberthal was the guy. I remember. Mike the, Lieberthal? Yeah, from the early 2000s. Um, he was fine. The guy, uh, what's his face from the Cardinals, too? St. Louis. Oh, he was a great the, player. Oh, the, the, the three brothers. Yeah, 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 the, yeah Molina. Yeah. Molina. See, when I was a kid, they had a guy named Daryl Porter. Daryl Porter, right. He was on the Rangers, too. Right? And the Brewers, I think. Okay. But he was great for the Cardinals. They had another great catcher, St. Louis, when I was growing up. And now I can't remember his name. It's a terrible job out oh, of me. Oh, uh, the, well, they had, they had McCarver. Yeah. Well, they had McCarver right, they much did. earlier. McCarver caught Steve Carlton. Right. And Bob Gibson. And Bob Gibson. Yeah. And, and told the great Bob Gibson The stories. Phillies debatably have the best catcher today in the, in the game. Who's that? Real Muto. Real, J- yeah, Real Muto is good. The guy that um, also had uh, was a catcher on great teams was the only guy I know to get a bris at the age of 40. <laughs> and that was former Dodger catcher Steve Yeager. He married a Jewish chick. He got a bris at the age of 40. Now, you have to remember, uh, catchers today wear this guard around their neck because Jaeger was the first catcher yes. to get bat splinters oh. in his neck. In his Adam's apple. Yes. I and I that said that to Jaeger, uh, yes. we did the show once live from the Pomona Racetrack in, in L.A., me and uh, Kaplan, and Jaeger was there. And I said, uh, well, what was more painful, be honest, getting those bat splinters in your neck or the doctor cutting the top of your penis off? He's like, Sid, the bris was the worst thing ever. Yeah. The uh, worst. Well, I would imagine they put you under for it when you're 40 years old. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they did. They gave him a little bit of wine with tequila. Uh, that was it. No, come on. You got to be kidding me. I swear to God, man. Oh, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. tequila, that's a bad Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, hey, talking about wow. Saturday nights, one of the best Saturday nights I've had in a long time. Dates back a couple of months ago to Cipriani's. And um, I, I got a message from... The great attorney, Tom Kniff, who represents Daniel Penny. And he said, Sid, are you going to Cipriani Saturday? I go, why would I go to Cipriani Saturday? I don't go to the city of the weekends. He goes, yeah, but Trump is coming. I go, Trump is coming. I'm coming. I go, who do I have to call? He said, Gavin Wax. And I didn't know Gavin. I said, who's that? And he said, he's the president of the New York Young Republicans Club. So I reached out to Gavin Wax, and he was a mensch. Could not have been nicer. And not only... Did he invite me and Danielle to come that night? But I sat right behind him and Trump and ended up having a good time with Trump. As soon as Gavin went up to the stage to make his speech, President Trump called me over to sit in Gavin's chair so he can talk to me. I'll never forget that. And uh, by the way, he's a great speaker, great Gavin, and he wrote a great book, and he's doing some real good things, but he's pissed off about a certain politician, if you will, that we've been talking about a lot the last three days, including with Bruce Blakeman earlier today. So here he is, the 76th president of the New York Young Republicans Club, my friend Gavin Wax. Gavin, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning, Sid. Thank you for that lovely introduction. It's great to be back on the show. Uh, it's great to have you back. And uh, you really went to your speech that night. I think you, you and Gates tied up for a second right behind the president. You were that good. Uh, and that was such a great night. So I want to ask you one more thing. There were rumors... You know, because Trump, I'm going to go see him in two weeks down in Mar-a-Lago. He really believes he can win New York, okay? And there were rumors not that long ago that he had talked to you about doing some big rally in the Bronx. Is that Was that a rumor? Is it true? Is it a possibility? What's the deal with that? Well, I don't want to speak for the president or, uh, you know, go too far out there. But I could certainly say that, uh, you know, there's a lot of love uh, for the city and state from President Trump. 
uh, and he would love to see things turn around in this city and state. It needs to turn around. And uh, if that involves campaigning where no Republicans have campaigned in a very, very long time, I think President Trump is the type of visionary who's going to get that done, who's going to be able to execute it. Uh, And listen, I think, you know, there's a groundswell of support across the five boroughs from areas that Republicans traditionally do not win. And I think the only Republican who can get them out and voting for him uh, is President Trump. He's the only one that can really motivate uh, these forgotten voters, whether it's in the South Bronx, whether it's in parts of Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, you name it. And uh, I think that's the type of coalition building, party building uh, that the GOP in this state really needs to look to. I had heard a couple of months ago. And, of course, it's uh, almost unrealistic to think a president, a Republican president, can even compete in New York, let alone win. But I had heard a couple of months ago that the lead was down to single digits. Correct. That is correct. Yes, yeah, Siena polling, you know, they're not exactly a right-wing pollster, doesn't really, you know, do well uh, with polling Republicans in general. I mean, they're showing him, I think, last, you know, just, just above – uh, 10, I think it was 11 or 12. We've seen some polls, depending on how many candidates are in the race with him in the single digits. So, you know, this is an expensive media market, but this is certainly an area that's trending to the right. We've seen some of the biggest trends uh, to the Republican Party in places like New York and working class Hispanic communities, working class uh, black, Asian, white communities across the city. So it's a different type of Republican Party, and it's really getting its legs here in uh, here in the five boroughs. And listen, President Trump, he's originally from Queens. He knows this city. He knows the vibe. He knows, uh, you know, the politics of the city and state. And he understands that uh, the movement that he's leading, in many ways, it's a New York movement. I said that in the speech at Cipriani. I think he appreciated it. And, uh, you know, there's some trend lines here in the state that we could take advantage of. I mean, it wasn't too long ago that Lee Zeldin got in the mid to upper uh, 40s. People forget that. That was a close nail-biter of a race for New York standards, and uh, we can build on that. We could certainly get some statewide wins, but we need a winning mentality. And I think the problem is we have a lot of losing mentality, and uh, that's the kind of mentality that's going to destroy the party and destroy any gains that we can make. I agree. Um, I'm down on the party, uh, not because of people like you. You're, you're, you're one of the great guys. In fact, why aren't you at CPAC right now? <laughs> uh, we have a big delegation down there. We got 50 free tickets. I'm not a big fan of D.C. I'm not a big fan of the swamp. I was just there uh, two weeks ago, and now I'm uh, in my time not having to travel to D.C. But it looked like a good time. It looked like there were some good speakers. And, uh, you know, I'm wishing all my friends down there all the best and uh, all the parties and all the speeches. It looks like it's going to be a uh, big day on Saturday with the big man himself speaking. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. Yeah, you got a, uh, you got uh, Trump, and then right after him, you've got uh, my friend Carrie Lake out there in uh, in Arizona. She'll be speaking, and then Lou Dobbs. You got a pretty good threesome. Uh, so, yeah. Gavin, I want to get to this uh, race out on Long Island. I've had everybody on this week. I had Kara Kashanova on herself on Tuesday. I've had uh, Peter King talk about it, Bruce Blakeman talk about it, Johnny Tobacco texts me all the time, uh, and I know the convention did not go well for Kashanova or Eisen. Yesterday, in fact, Sapricone gave them a Mike Tyson, Michael Spinks beating. He beat the hell out of him. And something tells me, Gavin Wax, you're not happy about that because you're not a very big Sapricone fan, are you? Well, listen, I'll say this. The convention is not reflective of the state party 
uh, constituents as a whole, uh, the Republican voters, people like you and I or the Joe Schmo on the street. This is a small, closed off insiders of insider meeting. You're talking about 100 or so you know, dinosaurs meeting in a room up in Binghamton. I think this was actually one of the worst attended New York State Republican conventions of all time. I mean, the party goes back to the 1800s. So take that. Uh, what you take from that, what you will. Uh, but, you know, winning a small group of insiders who already knew who they were voting for going into it, this is not uh, a thing to be proud of. This is not something to brag about. This just shows that there's a massive disconnect between party leadership and party voters and who they choose as their candidates. And honestly, I think they're making a huge, big, fat mistake. I don't know if they're masochists. I don't know if they just want to lose. <laughs> I don't know if they're just grossly incompetent. Maybe it's all of the above, but this guy. Sapricone, Sapricone, whatever his name is, uh, you're talking about a guy, he's a six-figure Democrat donor, given over you know, close to $100,000 to the Nassau Democrat Party, he's given $40,000 to Tom Swazi, believe it or not, Cuomo, uh, the architect of bail reform, Todd Kaminsky, and of course, it has recently been revealed, he also was a donor uh, to Letitia James's campaign in 2022 after she began investigating President Trump, and while she was campaigning to get Trump, to throw Trump in jail, seize his assets, bankrupt him. This is who our official nominated and endorsed GOP senatorial candidate was donating to, Letitia James. So this is a guy that really has no place in the Republican Party. He has no place on our ballot, certainly not our ballot or the conservative ballot. But it just goes to show that we're being run by people that don't want to win, that want to nominate uh, never Trump losers who want to nominate people that want to send U.S. troops to Ukraine, who wants to take away our guns, who are donating to Democrats. I mean, this guy sounds like a Democrat. And at the end of the day, if we want to win, we cannot nominate another mod at the state level. And let's not forget, he tried to run in New York three and they picked Mozzie over him. And she just lost by what, nine, 10 points. Yeah. So yeah. if we're looking at yeah. this, he was the runner up to Mozzie and we just had a disaster of a race out there. And I know you've had some guests on who've tried to spin it, but let's just face the facts. I mean, we're never going to get better as a party unless we yeah. face some of these serious facts. And that was a disaster. We're going to have another disaster uh, in New York State because of this new nomination. Well, you talk about guests who try to spin it, Gavin. And you're right. And look, I'm friendly with these guys. I'm very, very, very friendly, to be completely honest, with Peter King. And uh, I love him, actually. But he's been described as a rhino on this show. He is one of those guys that is uh, all about Ukraine. You know me, Gavin. I, I wanted to stop this Ukraine nonsense a year and a half ago. It's nonsense. Yeah. Give the money to America. Fix the damn border. You have a couple of yeah. dollars left. Give it to Israel. Enough with Ukraine. It's, it's ridiculous. You can't trust Zelensky. You can't. Swazi ran. Swazi ran to the right. I know. Mazi on these issues. How do you, how do you get? How do you have a institutional Democrat? like Tom Swazi, run to your right on immigration, run to your right on all these key issues. Meanwhile, she was spending airtime. She was giving out statements. She was giving out pressers attacking Trump, saying he's not above the law, all yeah. this nonsense. Yeah. Meanwhile, there are polls that came out that showed President Trump was outrunning her in that district. And that's why she performed so poorly, even in traditional Republican well, it, it, it also didn't help that she was still a registered Democrat. So, look, I, right. right. I mean, I, I knew she was going to lose, Gab. I, I said it to yeah, the day did, before. I did. did. Yeah. So it, it wasn't good. So and now, Sapricone, Sapricone, uh, all these things you're talking about. I've met the guy. He's been on the show. Was nice. But I'm sorry. There is no way in a million years to follow up what Gavin Wax is saying. I could never, ever, ever endorse anybody 
who's given money to Letitia James. I mean, Amen. I mean, forget about Cuomo. The rest of these people, fine. You hate them. You have your reasons. I, and they're all fine. I can live with that. But Letitia James trying to take down our guy, this racist, repulsive, corrupt attorney general. I don't even want to look at that guy in the face anymore. Then he has the chutzpah to go on stage and talk about, you know, Letitia James at his acceptance speech. I mean, it's really just complete disconnect, really spitting in the faces of the voters. And, I mean, this is the kind of stuff that the party should be doing in terms of vetting. They talked about vetting. You know, they talked, you know, till their faces were red about George Santos. And then at the end of the day, it's like, all right, fine. You want to, you want to kvetch about George Santos? Well, let's now start doing some vetting here. And none of them knew this stuff, apparently, until it was exposed on uh, Twitter and elsewhere. And now it's becoming a big, fat, laughing joke. And we need a strong, top-of-the-ticket candidate. I mean, look, Joe Pinion gave Chuck Schumer a run for his money. He had no support. He had no money. You know, he was running kind of on his own. And he got in the 40s against one of the most established Democrats in the country. I mean, this is a seat that we, on a bad day, should be getting in the mid to upper 40s on, especially against someone as weak as Gillibrand and what I think is going to be a very good year for Republicans across the country based on the polling. And that's going to be beneficial all the way down ballot, every race, state assembly, state senate, you know, the dog catcher, you name it, whatever it may be. We need a strong top of ticket candidate who's going to be supportive of Trump, supportive of his message going into November. Otherwise, we're going to have a complete disconnect. We're spitting in the faces of the grassroots, and they're just going to stay home. And that's what they did during the Mozzie race. They stayed home. Yep. Democrats turned out, and we got yeah. our faces, uh, you know, we had egg all over our faces. Uh, true. If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. So, you know, the Nassau County guys all love Cairo. Now, I've met Cairo a couple of times, very nice. Uh, you know, from what I know of him personally, seems like a decent guy, but, 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 you know, this is serious business, okay? So George Santos got through. That egg is on Cairo's face. Then they they put Mozzie out there, and that wasn't a very good candidate. We all know that. It's not Monday morning quarterback. We knew it before, and she got killed. There's more egg on the right. face. Now you got a guy in Sapricon who's out there giving money to people like Letitia James. So the question becomes, does the Republican Party, Gavin, in your circle spend their days and nights Talking about Joe Cairo. Listen, I respect uh, Joe Cairo. He's built a machine out there. We need to build machines. But the machine is useless if we're going to nominate these crap candidates who lose congressional seats that we should be winning or at least making them close and lose statewide races. So you can have a machine. You can have the patronage. You can have everyone with the jobs and you can fill up uh, your rallies with them. But if you're not converting that to real conservative wins, if you're not converting that to real Republican wins, what's the point? Then it just seems like a giant joke. Oh, but but, but, but and, correct me if I'm wrong, because, again, this is your business, and I kind of touch on everything. I've got a Nassau County executive, Blakeman Republican. i got a Sap- who, who's, who's fantastic, by the way, and what he's doing on the trans issue, which right, is on the vaccine. Right, and, he's and, been ahead of every major issue. Honestly, he should be a statewide candidate. I agree. I agree. I, I told him today to run for president at some point when Trump yeah. decides to hang it up. Uh, and you got Romaine and Suffolk County. But Nassau County, you got the Esposito. They've done very well with Republicans, no? 
They've done well, but you also have to remember that Long Island is an area that has been traditionally Republican. It went blue for a little bit, and, and now the Dems have gone off a cliff. Now it's realigning. Now it's trending to the right, large part due to Trump, large part due to Zeldin. Things have moved right. And you have these districts out there that are actually quite Republican, especially at the congressional level, at least for now with the maps. And you got Republicans in these seats that vote kind of like just complete middle-of-the-road rhinos, rhino and moderates. Meanwhile, you got Democrats who are in swing seats. They vote like hardline Dems. That's why we keep losing because their side votes with the party. They vote 100 percent for the left wing agenda. And then we got people on our side that get very wishy-washy. They're too scared. They're scared of their own shadow. They're scared of Trump, believe it or not. This is what's ridiculous. You talk to a lot of these guys and they do politics for a living. They do this their whole lives. They've been in this business, if you want to call it that, for decades. And they look at the polls. They see how high Trump up is in the polls. He never polled this good before, certainly not in New York, certainly not nationally. And they're trying to run, run away from President Trump as fast as they can. I mean, this is pathetic. This just shows that they don't even have a finger on the pulse of the country, of the city, of the state. I mean, things are shifting. People love President Trump. You should be running on his agenda. It's a winning agenda. It's a positive agenda rather than trying to run away from him and embrace, you know, Lakeisha James, embrace Democrats. I mean, it's crazy that the Nassau guys would even back Saprakone considering the donations that he made. Uh, to all of their opponents, you know, Todd Kaminsky, uh, you know, Swazi. I mean, this should just be disqualifying on its face. But yep. instead of punishing him for these donations, they're elevating him on a pedestal, and we're becoming a laughing stock as a result. I agree with you. So on the way out, uh, again, this is – now you know why he's the president, folks. <laughs> he is a smart guy. My friend Gavin Wax, 76th president of the uh, New York Young Republicans Club – uh, writes books, makes great speeches, does a terrific job. So how do we fix it? I mean, I know this is kind of your job in that party, but you can't fix the whole party, obviously. So how do we fix it moving forward? Listen, it's a Byzantine system. I mean, you know, you got these rules for county committee, district leaders. I mean, it's all very Byzantine. It's all designed to create a separation between the voter and the party bosses. And look, I, I have no problem with party bosses if they're doing the right thing, if they're winning, and if they're in line with the party. But if they're just there to line their pockets, if they're just there to grift, to push jobs to their consultants, and they're just there to lose and have a losing mentality, then, you know, they got to be replaced like anyone else. You fire a CEO and they lose. I and mean, we've lost, what is it, the last two special elections? There was an assembly race in Queens we lost. We should have won that. Yep. The Mozzie race on Long Island, we should have won that. I mean, they didn't even open a Queens office, believe it or not. I mean, Vicky Paladino, who you had on your show, who I love, and the club is uh, proud to call her a member, and we've supported her since her Senate race. You know, she ran up the numbers out there. I mean, she turned what was once a purple district into a red bastion of Vicky Palladino kingdom, if you will, or queendom. And she's winning by 20 double-digit points. She's super popular. And she is an unabashed, conservative, populist Republican. She does not hold back punches. You know, she's hated by many people on the city council, these radical lefties. And she's rewarded by the voters. So if you want to win in Queens, if you want to win even in Nassau, you should be running Vicky Paladinos. You should be running people in that style of politics. And instead, they're running these milquetoast candidates who can't speak, who don't know what they're saying, who are running from the issues. And the party thinks that this is a winning strategy. And the fact of the matter is we have not won a statewide race in, what, two decades? Yes. And a lot of times yep. these consultants, they haven't had a winning track record mm. at the state level since Pataki was in office. I mean, this is, this is, this is unheard of, but we've got to back – uh, these primary challenges now to uh, Sapricone. We're going to get them on the ballot. And look, let's have a good, honest race where the primary voters can decide. And when you have primaries, 
typically those candidates do better in the general. There's yep. more, more voter contact. They're out on the streets. So listen, I, I have a lot of faith in Josh Eisen. I have a lot of faith in Kara Castronova. We got good, two good candidates. Let's see them on the ballot and let the voters decide. So in the final 60 seconds, Gav, uh, let's say Sapricone, Sapricone wins. Now that's a good thing. That's a good thing because he's a, I guess, he's a quote unquote Republican. So we win, but, but we know the truth, which is he may be a Republican, but Based on the last election, I think Swazi is more of a Republican. <laughs> this guy's giving money to Letitia James. So is it fair to say that a Republican would win and Gavin Wax would still be upset? Listen, if he if he pulls up uh, some kind of miracle of miracle races and wins this, I mean, I don't see how he's going to do it. I mean, his website wasn't even updated as of five days ago. It was still his <laughs> losing Long Island campaign website before he updated it. I mean, I don't think this guy knows what he's doing, and I'm not seeing any confidence. Listen – I have no problem with, you know, more, you know, more center of the road candidates if they're competent. You know, you got people like Mike Lawler up in the Hudson Valley. He's a very competent guy. He runs a competent operation. Do we agree on everything? No, but he's also mimicking his own district. He's in a more purple district. He's going to vote more purple. But for this race, we need to get the base out. We need to rally the troops. I don't see him doing that. If he wins, God bless him. I'd be his I'd be at his. All his rallies and all his, uh, you know, inaugural dinners, I doubt he'll let me in, but I'll be there supporting him nonetheless. Uh, But listen, we got to get these Republicans over the finish line. We need to have a primary. We need to make it healthy. And look, I give Sapricone credit. At least he's a registered Republican, which is the bare minimum. I know Mazi, even though she was elected office, never bothered to fill out that paperwork. It is what it is. But I guess we're making progress here, Sid. You know, we moved from registered Dem uh, to registered Republican who donates to Dem. I mean, the standards are really through the roof here. Oh, my God. It's uh, If it wasn't uh, true, it would be funny. Hey, uh, Gavin, that's a heck of an appearance, my friend Gavin Wax. Really, that was my phone is blowing up. People love you. Thank you so much. Great job. Thank you for having me. Have a great week. You too. That's Gavin Wax. He is good, man. He's smart, funny, very impressive guy. The president, of course, of the Young Republicans Club here in New York, the 76th president. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.